This is CliffCentral.com. 360 Biz on cliffcentral.com. It is 360biz.com. My name is Debo Welcome to another exciting installment of 360biz. It is a beautiful Wednesday evening. You know that whenever you hear us on radio, this is a show that brings you all things business. We bring in subject matter experts. We bring in regulators, game changers, industry champs, and a whole lot um, of a variety of people that bring in a different contribution onto the show. You know that every Wednesday, without a shade of a doubt, this is a place that you need to be uh, for you to get a dose um, of Entrepreneurial Week inspiration and uh, motivation. More than anything, I'm not alone in studio. You know that every week I go with my boy, Bulelite Bat. Bat, how are you, Fana? No, man, I'm good, man. I'm happy to be in studio today. Is it? Yeah. It was interesting getting here. <laughs> Why? It was interesting and great at the same time. So, um, I don't have a car this week, right? Okay. Because my car went in for repairs. I got a courtesy car, but it drives badly. So I use the Taxify coming here. It was a great pleasure. Actually. So you'd rather use Taxify than use the Ketesika? Yeah, no. It's yeah. A, you, see, you see how big I am? That thing is a 0.5 liter <laughs> something. It takes, it takes a three hours to get to my weight as a contributor. My, <laughs> so <laughs> I'd rather offer something else, but I'm very happy to be in studio and I'm excited about today's topic. Mm. And yeah, man, yeah. how are you doing? I, I mean, I, I think it's what this is the second show in, in spring. How you doing? No, 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 man. I'm, 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 I'm good. It's, it's, it's spring. Obviously, I'm very excited about. Um, you know, they say Kisama boss. So it means obviously <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of things that we're definitely looking um, forward to it. I think more than anything, I'm looking forward to. I think the freedom that comes with the year going to an end. Yes. I mean, you spoke about you. Um, obviously, in this car that that was cramping your style. So when I heard you, just wanna be free. And I'm looking at your dress code that you almost dress like me these days, eh? No, no. <laughs> so, so I'm looking at your color pants. I'm looking at my color pants. And <laughs> so. No, man. It's, it seems like it's the same thing, but these are Egyptian cotton. I'm kidding. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Woolies <laughs> cotton. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. No, it's actually exciting, um, today that we're talking about being free, um, free versus freedom. Because uh, sometimes we tend to actually tend to mistaken um, the two. That's why in studio today, uh, I've brought in leaders that are in the development space. And more than anything, I've got a rather very interesting guest that I'm looking at um, having. They is from um, you know a free market foundation. Uh, we know that a free market is defined as an economic system based on supply and demand. With little or no government control, free markets are characterized by a spontaneous and decentralized order of arrangement um, through which individuals make economic decisions. Are we free, though, as business people? It's some question that I ask here. Are we free as citizens or of the country, or are we captured by capitalism? Uh, I know uh, it's some of the discussion that definitely, Blaylani, you know, We've been having with the Guptas and everything else, um, capturing. I mean, I was having a discussion, um, with someone, um, you know, Dr. Harry, that, um, in Africa, we're supposed to be free, but we're not free, um, as well. That's why, I mean, I'm excited that these, I mean, are the conversations that we're going to have because we know that most African countries were colonized by pushing business interests. Thus, they are still captured. I mean, to date, we are now officially in recession as a country. Uh, I was hoping to actually have this, st- uh, status in general uh, to actually open up a discussion but unfortunately on Wednesday they have their escorts so 
sorry, she's going to be joining us next week. But is that not part of the capture um, that we're borrowing monies to free the economy and etc.? Hence, you see our parasitas taking loans and doing whatever. Um, would we ever be free? It's a question that I ask today as the market. Today, I'm talking about the current state of SA economy and the freedom thereof. So more than anything, I'm excited in studio to be having Chris Hutton, who's a researcher at the Free Market Foundation. I've got Dr. Harry Akunola, who's the Global Learning and Development Head at Puma Energy, and he's a shift convener. Uh, I've got Lisa Allenoth, who's the author, entrepreneur, and founder of uh, Future Proof. Without wasting any time, uh, I don't know, are we going ladies first? Uh, Lisa, or are you, we're taking it with the gents. What are we doing? I'm, I'm, I'm giving you power to You're decide. You're going to have to give me a mic first before you do anything else. <laughs> you, you. <laughs> 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 okay. No one's getting any power here at all. <laughs> One of us gets a voice. <laughs> I like that. No, no, no. You, 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 you've got the voice. So do you want to make a decision for us? You want to lead us? Totally. Totally. Let's, let's kick off this discussion. Okay. Do you want to say hi to our um, listeners? Tell us who you are. What is it that you do? Okay. So I am a co-founder founder and CEO of a business called Future Proof. Uh, Future Proof was started in its conceptual phase about three years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, myself as an educator with a postgraduate in curriculum design, left teaching and then, um, you know, headed into the world of entrepreneurship. And there was a massive gap there of actual entrepreneurial education. And, mm. you know, I started my first business at 31 with two children exiting a marriage and thought, you know what, hang on a second. 31 is way too late to start learning entrepreneurial lessons. We should okay. not be learning about this stuff at that mm. age. And so I uh, founded Future Proof to, to teach kids how to think like entrepreneurs and then how to catalyze entrepreneurial action right from the age of nine years old. So but, nine to 17. But Lisa, how old are you? You look 26. Yeah, you know, you, you got the good jeans. jeans. Listen, <laughs> these are my guest jeans. They're really good. <laughs> 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 okay. no, let, 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 let me move over to Dr. Harry. Dr. Harry, take this opportunity to say hi to our listeners. Tell us who you are and what is that you do. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Harry Akinola. Um, all right. So I'm actually uh, the head of learning at Puma Energy. Uh, okay. But also my life passion is helping people live excellent lives nice. by recognizing, maximizing, and capitalizing on their best strengths. Mm. And what that does to me is it forces me to go into Africa and develop the youth in Africa. Okay. So, I mean, going around your Lagos, Johannesburg, mm. Nairobi, uh, Kigali, uh, Kampala, and just helping young people find themselves and be the best they can be. Hmm. Oh, nice. No, I like that. Isn't that um, a sexy accent? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Dude. Be, 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 be careful, Lisa. You're still a guest, you know? Oh, I had like a little eargasm right there. I forgot to listen to what you were saying. I was like, oh, you're going to be a great show. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. So, so I've, I've got a rather interesting um, guest now to, to say hi to our listeners. So that's, that is Chris. I actually got to have a discussion with Chris. Um, yesterday, I must say, Chris, you, you good peeps, man. Take this opportunity to say hi to our people. Um, tell us who you are and what is it that you do. Gentlemen, thank you for having me on. Hello to the listeners. Um, yeah, I'm a researcher at the Free Market Foundation. My background is I studied philosophy at university. Um, uh, so quite esoteric and abstract, that sort of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. at the Free Market Foundation, we analyze policies. Uh, we're a think tank, so we do commentary on, on policies coming up, introduced in parliament and new laws and how they're going to affect people. We, 
we see individuals as their natural state should be maximal freedom uh, if the government wants in any way at all to impose on someone's freedom through laws, through taxation, through any controls. The burden of proof needs to rest on the government and and the restrictions on freedom that they want to impose. So that's from the perspective that we write and talk about. Hmm. So now tell me, I mean, the role of of um, the Free Market Foundation, I mean, before I got here, um, I had um, lunch with Dr. Harry. Hmm. So, and when I said I've got the Free Market Foundation, in fact, with a couple of people that have been saying that, they ask, who is um, the Free Market Foundation? People don't know that you hmm. exist. So maybe before, in answering that, can you tell us what role are you playing in terms of improving um, our country or contributing to our country. I mean, you've said in terms of the policies and whatsoever that you guys are involved mm-hmm. in, but simplify it for the layman on the street. So as a starting point, we look at uh, one resource you could use, the Economic Freedom of the World Report. Uh, that's produced by a Canadian think tank, the Fraser Institute. And they provide a lot of breakdowns in data of what policies, the impact of policies on people's lives. And there's a strong correlation between individual and political freedom and the amount of wealth in a society. The more state control, the more the state takes of the economy, the more GDP for their, you know, for social welfare spending, that sort of thing. The freer, the more money people have to build businesses, to grow their own lives, et cetera, et cetera. So we look at those two avenues. So for example, one, there was an economist, Hernan de Soto. Um, he has a theory of dead capital. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about expropriation now and title deeds and that sort of thing, we have a program called Kailam, the My Home okay. uh, Title Deed Reform Project. Mm-hmm. So we look at pro- making it easier for people to have title deeds to their own homes because if they have a house but no title deed, they don't have, they can't use that capital. True. They can't launch a business mm-hmm. from their home. Mm-hmm. So one of the things we do in Nguati, which is in Paris, mm-hmm. we've got a big program running there where we try and facilitate the process for people. So banks, businesses, they can sponsor title deeds for, for people in the, in the township. Mm. They come to us. We work with the title deeds uh, process, the title deed registry, and we make it easier for them to get the title deed. So that's, I think, our main project, our main focus is titling. Okay. But now tell me, who are you advocating for? Is it for business? Is it for government? Is it for people? For individuals, for individual freedom. Okay. Um, we are definitely against any imposition of monopoly. Uh, if businesses appeal to government for bailouts, for, you know, if someone goes to the, to the government and they say, my competition is doing this, please help me. We're totally against that. Uh, in the free market, you should stand on your own two feet and compete. If you're unable to do that, you shouldn't appeal to government to help you out. Um, we think that the best judge of where your money should go for the individual is you yourself. You're mm-hmm. the customer. When you choose this business over that business, you're voting for that business in effect. Okay. Just as we vote for politicians. Okay. So then tell me though, you, you spoke about something very interesting, monopolizing. Mm. Business has been monopolizing, um, you know, mm-hmm. through, throughout for years, mm-hmm. monopolizing countries, monopolizing government mm-hmm. and everything else. I mean, right now, even government self monopolizes, uh, people in order for them to push their own agenda. Yeah. So is there such a thing as a free market though? I think, in most societies, including you know one that would be held up as an example of the free market, the U.S., most uh, economies are mixed economies. Uh, we have uh, in, we have freedom and we have state control. Uh, I think a monopoly, if it arises voluntarily, so if a business does really, really, really well, it provides the best services, the best products to the customers, and the customers choose that business. Mm-hmm. It's not a mono- it's not an immoral monopoly because it was not enforced through force. The okay. government 
in everything that the government does, the government has force behind it. You know, taxation. You don't pay your taxes, something's going to happen to you. Mm. When you don't want to buy from a business, nothing's going to happen to you. I think it depends on how the monopoly arises. Like you said, we have examples of businesses growing big through uh, the the contacts and the you know the <laughs> let's say the the contacts and the influence they have in government, which I think is an issue. When you know, it shouldn't matter who is in charge of the government. That shouldn't we shouldn't always be talking about who the president is. The state shouldn't have that mm. much control in the first place, mm. because then you find lobby groups, you find people going to government and appealing for funding. When that shouldn't be the case, they should be able to compete with each other. Otherwise, and if it's a monopoly through force, it's immoral. If it comes about through the market, I think it's moral. Okay, so let me come to Dr. Harry. Dr. Harry, you yes, are yes. you are the convener um, of of um, Shift. Yes. And you're hosting Shift this year with a theme um, of being free. Yes. So, are we free? Are we ever going to be free? Yes. <laughs> really? <laughs> and, I, and I think every, every time... May, may, maybe let's start why the theme free. Absolutely. And, and if you look at the, the subtitle, you will see from enduring to enjoying. Okay. And... Almost every country in Africa has got issues. I know South Africa. Just in Africa. I mean, we're just just in Africa. (laughs) Let's focus on Africa. Okay, right. Exactly. Let's focus on Africa, right? And you can complain about all the issues that we have. And people have been complaining for many years. Mm -hmm. And they haven't gone away, really. Hmm. Now, whether or not we will be free will be a conversation of self first. Because... What is happening has been happening. It hasn't changed. And some of the people that clamor for freedom many years ago are holding people captive today. So I think the first journey to freedom starts with the person. And it starts from the mind. Now, that doesn't take away from the other things that need to be addressed in the economy, in the government. Mm -hmm. However, we need to, as individuals, have a free state of mind before we can collectively start enjoying some of the things we need to enjoy. Hmm. And that is the aspect the SHIFT conference is currently focusing on, knowing fully well that we cannot address all problems in one sitting. Okay. So can we start addressing the problem of the mind? Hmm. Now, let, let, me give you, let me give you an instance. Okay. An instance will be many young entrepreneurs you see today were born 30, 31, 35 40 years ago, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he says that and he looks at me. <laughs> 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 like, right? Like, agree with me. Yeah, agree right with now, me. Yeah. 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 And uh, honestly, if you look at, and you can read back, check on the internet and check uh, materials that exist out there. Some of the issues we're talking about today, in some parts of Africa, we started talking about them even since that time. Mm-hmm. So the question is, will these things change overnight? They wouldn't. Okay. But, while we are striving for a free society, as it were, mm-hmm. how can we begin to experience freedom as individuals first? Mm-hmm. And like I said, it starts from the mind. So we believe that while we're organizing shift is if we start speaking to the minds of young people, if I am free in my mind mm-hmm. and I'm free to live my dream, of course, not there will be issues around all the time, right? If I'm mm-hmm. free to live my dream, I mean, with all the challenges that exist, people still start businesses. People still thrive in businesses. But if we all live 
in that kind of freedom, there's a sense of freedom we'll achieve, we'll enjoy, even though there are challenges all around us. And that is a perspective we're coming in with Shift Conference. Can, hmm. you, can you give me a little bit of a direction around freedom that you, 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 how do you contextualize freedom? Because, you know what, it's a subjective matter. It is. Uh, now, and I, I mean, this is a discussion I was having the other day with, with, uh, these educational institutions that are being burnt to the ground. Mm-hmm. In, um, in protest for, you know, fees must fall and then there's another process action and someone, you know, takes fire to libraries. We don't want, we want to decolonize education. We want to do all of these things, mm. right? That is, that is freedom. That is a kind of freedom. It is them. a kind of freedom. Yeah. And so uh, can I ask you what kind of freedom when you talk about we're going to free the mind? Because that is a kind of freedom. And I agree. That, that is being, um, extended. To university students, but yet, you know, the, the whole with great power comes great responsibility. Exactly. I, mean, I am a big fan of Batman, mm. so, you know, like a <laughs> huge fan. Mm. So, what kind of freedom are you extending when you're talking about shifting into freedom? Exactly. So, Melani, Lisa is taking over the show. I'm sorry, say. guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, answer that. Sorry. Topic. I love you, sir. This, this is the learning people conversation. Uh, <laughs> and you, that's very valid. So the freedom we're talking about here starts with you personally fulfilling your purpose, understanding what it is, finding it, and then fulfilling it. Honestly, I believe that people will have a reason to do whatever they want to do. Mm. And as much as I would love to change someone else, that is not possible. Everybody will have to take responsibility for their own change first. Now, how can I help people think differently about making the right level of impact they need to make and without necessarily burning down a university to, to send a message? Mm. It will start from me showing them that you don't start being free when the shackles leave your hands. True. You start being free when you understand the reason you exist. Hmm. And that is a journey we need to take back before we move forward. And that is the purpose of shift. Okay. So, 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 so for me, it's, it's, um, Chris is addressing the, the issue of free trading. Um, you're addressing the issue of the mind. Exactly. Lisa, what are you addressing as future proof? Oh, everything in between. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got economic freedom over here. Okay. And we've got purpose driven freedom over here. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I am the driver from there to there. Okay. Simplify it for us. Okay. So effectively, you've got, you need to find your purpose. You need to find out why do you exist? What is the thing that's hardwired into your DNA that you can then use as an economic driver to generate an income for yourself and your community and those around you? Okay. Okay. So that's where I exist. Um, and that is taking the mantle on of, okay, you don't need to take the current opportunities as your only opportunities to become economically active. Mm. Because the current opportunities that exist for our youth out there are dwindling at an exponential rate that are going down. 10.3 million kids between the ages of 15 and 34 last quarter became unemployed. Hmm. Okay, think about that. Look at that and go, Hmm. In at the moment, currently, our unemployment, our youth unemployment rate sits at 71 million. Like that's, that's where we're at. Those are the current statistics, guys. 
Like, yes, you can love your purpose and you can do all your purpose and that's great. But you know what? ESCOM doesn't take payment in purpose. Exactly. All right. Mm. <laughs> so we're getting less and less opportunity for our youth mm. to become economically active. There aren't enough jobs. You've got a, a whole world that is heading towards a, a technical revolution. AI is coming, baby. Okay. And so we need to have kids that are going to enter the world that and able to to add value to it without having to rely on somebody else to create an economic activation for them. Okay. Yeah, artificial intelligence is coming. So now what are you doing as future proof? What as isn't to try and integrate AI? Yeah, are you, are, yeah, no, no, no. In terms of, I mean, right now you, 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 you spoke of 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 the interesting statistics. Yeah. Um, that that are affecting our youth. Yeah. Our, um, in terms of unemployment. Yes. So so now what I'm trying to establish is, what, what, is what is what is your purpose? What is your role? Okay, absolutely. Are you empowering young people? Are you saying young people wake up? Um, artificial intelligence is coming. Okay. What are you doing? So what we're doing is we go into schools and we activate that little entrepreneurial muscle. Okay. Okay. In those kids that are genetically predispositioned to do that, and in those that are the 5% that are not predispositioned to do that, to awaken that and, and make them aware of what entrepreneurship is. Mm-hmm. And whether you, I mean, no one, not everyone's going to be an entrepreneur, right? We don't, actually don't want everyone to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. Otherwise, it's going to be very weird. But we're, we're trying to say to guys, listen, you, there is another future. You don't have to sit in an irrelevant education system because, let's be frank, it really is irrelevant to the world that they're entering into. Mm-hmm. Let's awaken those opportunities for you. Let's catalyze entrepreneurial thinking in those that have it. Let's catalyze entrepreneurial action in those that have it. So let's teach you how to do that. Let's teach you how to start a business. Let's teach you how to develop a network. Let's teach you how to be a good mentee and find a mentor. Let's teach you about cash flow. And if you can't start a business and run a business, well, you know what? You can actually be self-employed as well. Exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there is the spin-off of, of that. We're looking for the 5% of high-growth, high-impact entrepreneurs. The spin-off is those that can create employment for themselves. And the rest of them, well, you can come and work for us. Okay. So are you, you, you are in business. I am. How do you make money? How do we make money? Mm. We charge people for our courses. Okay. Unapologetically. Mm. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, and this is to your point, Chris. Yeah. I'm taking over again. I'm sorry. No, no. This is. We're used to it by now, so it's all right. <laughs> this is to your point because if you don't have something that you can sell that a customer is willing to pay for, you don't have a business. Yeah. You cannot stand on your own two feet. That's mm-hmm. what you're talking about right. in terms of free market. Mm-hmm. Did I get it right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I completely agree with you. I think <laughs> the we should I think we should be we should keep in mind always that wealth isn't static. Uh this isn't this big wealth pie in the world that's being divided up. Wealth is constantly growing. Yes, it's shrinking in some areas. It's growing in other areas. I think the more free people are, the more it'll grow for them if they can, you know, build that business and sell things. Um, so we, uh, I'm slowly, you know, and it's only, we've only been here for a couple of minutes, but just listening to my two fellow guests and the work that they're doing. I mean, this is the real world implementation of, of the, the of man's mind at work of mm-hmm. making value in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, Making profit for oneself, I think, is a moral uh, endeavor. But the way, you know, the more the more that you can provide a service for other people, the more you're going to make a profit. So you can make yeah. a profit in your isolation and stuff. That's still moral. I don't think it's a case of businesses have to think, we have to give back X amount. No. You're going to give back anyway mm-hmm. in your business. So, uh, 
So there's uh, <laughs> there's one thing that we unapologetically I just want to say. say I love the energy in the room. <laughs> 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 unapologetically, like future proof is that there's a mantra that we have. It's it's for purpose, yeah. for profit. Yeah. And you don't have to have either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can make a profit yes. and you can have a purpose. Yeah. And those two things together make a beautiful yeah. business. Yeah. So unapologetically, we didn't set up an NPC. We didn't set up an NGO. This is something that will make profit. I have to stand there in front of a classroom of kids and tell them how to create sustainable businesses. I have to walk the talk. Absolutely. I have to have a sustainable business. Mm. I have to have a product that people will pay Doctor, for. Yeah, I mean, I was going to talk. I like the, the idea of profitable purpose. Profitable passion, mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but as well, I mean, th- there will be people who probably don't have the resources mm-hmm. to get on some of those programs, yeah, who have the passion, the energy to mm. learn mm. and become entrepreneurs or intrapreneurs that mm. can work in other organizations. Mm-hmm. Now, you said something about the current education system that we have that is, in a lot of sense, don't make sense anymore mm-hmm. because there's that huge gap between what you learn in the university and being employable. Right. True. Now, what shifts and other shifts programs like Be The Best that we have is targeted at doing is bridging that employability gap. Mm. Yeah. Because while I know a lot of people who want to attend such a program, whether they have the money to attend or not, what about the people who don't have the resources to attend? So what we do is to get people that have the resources, sponsor people that can attend, and then provide that mentorship for them to continue to learn and continue to grow and continue to impact their own world in their own way. Mm. So um, I think that what I see as a continuum, right, mm-hmm. from the younger age to the, you know, to the bigger kids, to the people that can actually start a business and all that. And Hang on a second. Yeah. Because kids can't start businesses. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, I said that before I knew I was sitting next to right. you. Right. <laughs> you have to be so careful, yeah. And I have a good reach. Exactly. Okay. All right, let, let's draw a line across everyone. Everyone can start a business. Yeah, thank you. But, 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 but the reality we are faced with is, even though we, we've got kids, but there, there are realities, right? There are kids who are people to support them through that process mm-hmm. like you. Yeah. There are pe- kids who do not have those people. Mm-hmm. Now, where shift comes in is... Can we answer the question for those kids? Mm. Can we put them into the room and show them the same principles, the same tools that we help them become free in the economy sense of yeah. it? Let, 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 me, let me take a different spin. Let me bring in my, my co-host, Bulelani. Bulelani, you host T, Township Entrepreneurship Alliance. Yeah. Um, with the purpose um, of um, giving township entrepreneurs the freedom to trade. Or for the freedom to discover their potential. Yeah. Would you say, sit here and confidently say township entrepreneurs are free? <coughs> not, no, not at all. I mean, there's a, oh, there's still a lot that needs to happen. I think mm. apart from the actual individual themselves, um, breaking out and having a mindset that says, you know, I'm going to make it. Yeah. There's still an issue of infrastructure okay. that won't, that won't support entrepreneurship. Mm. So, which is why, you know, for me, it always goes back to the conversation around when someone says, but why township entrepreneurs? Isn't an entrepreneur an entrepreneur? And I say, the, you have to segment it. There's a difference because, and I also then feed back to my entrepreneurial journey and how there would obviously different, be a different, the, we're definitely going to experience different challenges as entrepreneurs. You being one who's situated in a Rosebank and me being one who's in a Sibuking or a Tladi or mm. whatever. So, which is why then we need to then shine the light to township 
entrepreneurship so that we can also then as a government, I think as a country, as corporate, understand what are some of the challenges that keep one from getting to where they need to go something. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. I think Lisa wants to add something. I'm just putting up my hand so yeah. that I don't take over again because I just I like I Oh I didn't see her. I, I raised no, her I, I saw her. I, I, saw was, her. <laughs> I was trying to be like you know I agree with you completely and I'll tell you why. It's a thing called institutional voids structural voids that township entrepreneurs have. They don't have the structures and the institutions to be able to support them. In, if you're in urban areas, you know, where you've come from and upper LSM, you have those structures that support you. Township, township entrepreneurs don't have that. And so they have to navigate a whole bunch more challenges than what you do. And I, can I tell a little story quick? Mm-hmm. There's a little girl that we, we taught uh, in grade seven in, in one of the schools in Dipslot. And it's that mindset that you have to shift. I think that is the hardest thing that you have to do Absolutely. is to change their reframe their problems to opportunities mm. to be able to say to them, guys, identify all the problems around you. Now, how do you solve them and then create an opportunity to, to make money? Mm. And this little girl, um, they, they couldn't get to school on time because the taxis, you know, that road in Deep Slurt that goes in and out yeah. one road mm-hmm. um, and they were do, doing the renovations and all the taxis were going down the side of the roads and getting the kids to school on time. But the cops came along and they sat on the side there and so all the taxis had to then sit in the one road. So all the kids got to school late. She said to me, Lisa, I get to school late every single day because the taxis have to sit there. So I said, it's a problem. Let's reframe that to an opportunity. How are you going to solve this? Now, my brother has a bike and I'll get to school on time because I can ride on the side now because it's safe because the, the cops are there. Great. I said, but that's not a business. Okay, I'll get my friend and my friend can ride on the back. And I said, okay, that's still not a business. That's a charity. You're still taking your friend to school for free. How much does the taxi charge? Check, taxi charges five bucks. Awesome. Put your friend on the back. It's safe. You can ride on the side, charge her five rand and you still get her to school on time. Mm. This little girl started the, her business like that. We came back the, the, the couple of months later She'd earned enough money to buy another bike. Her friend was then riding the bike, and they were both transporting kids to school. <laughs> so she, like she created a franchise model yeah. just like that. All you have to do is shift the thinking from problem to opportunity. Okay. Uh, Chris, we talk, we're talking shifting the mindset from problem to opportunity. Right now, township entrepreneurs have got problems. Um, I mean, Lisa has confirmed it. In terms of some of the challenges that, yeah. that, that are actually happening. So for me, it starts coming back to say, are we really going to be free? Cause right now, do you understand that there's, there's problems with the mindset. There's problem of uh, cultural problems. There's a whole lot of other things before we even start to train. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Yeah. So I think you look at the, 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 um, the social legacy of apartheid. You look at these areas of just Johannesburg as an example in the townships. Mm-hmm. Bryanston, where you know where we are, that sort of thing. Just in in half an hour of driving through Johannesburg, you can see the legacy mm. of what central government planning has done to the people of this country. So addressing the challenges, I think people on the ground best know their own lives. They best know what they face. I think if we can make it a case of solving problems bottom up and not top down, so it's not government edicts or politicians telling us you must do X, Y, Z, you must live your life this way. I think we will reach, you know, what, what we could maybe, and I don't think all of us will ever agree on freedom as such as this, you know, abstract concept. There's political freedom, economic freedom, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if we can rejig things philosophically to where it's bottom up, I think we're already along the right lines. We should not, it shouldn't be the premise that the government, regardless of which party is in power, is going to solve, you know, our problems for us. I think mm-hmm. it, the South Africans, you know, the way that they've throughout, uh, 
I mean, black South Africans, the way that they've had to work through colonialism, apartheid, and now, and they're still, and they're still able to be successful. Mm. I mean, that says so much about the character of the people of this country, and there's just regulations and things in the way of them. I think if we free people up, you know, through lesser laws, more freedom, I think we'll we'll already be on the right path. Okay, so so Dr. Uh, Dr. Harry, um, you from from a continental point of view, um, I think we're not free as a country, um, we're not free as a continent, and I understand that you play your own part in your own little corner of trying to free people's mindset, so that they eventually be able to get us to be free. Would do you honestly sit here and think that we ever going to be free? I'm a very optimistic person. <laughs> so I'll tell you yes. Okay. But I'll tell you yes with a caveat that there's a lot of things we need to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like you mentioned, there's a lot the people in power, the government, the various organizations, corporates can do to ensure that people live a better life first okay. mm-hmm. and a free life. Now, sometimes I can, I can sound very philosophical, right? Now, we, 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 we won't really be free if we don't get to that point that she was talking about where people can start up businesses and then the businesses are thriving because their infrastructure support it. Mm-hmm. But you see, again, if we wait for those infrastructures to be in place, uh, infrastructure, I mean, we've always have issues in that area. It may never really happen okay. as quickly as we want it to happen. So my view will be a view of what are the Things individuals can start controlling. What are the things I can, for instance, the little girl that uh, started a bicycle business, mm-hmm. and honestly, that's very innovative. I would never think about that, right? Can we, how many of those little girls can we then build? Correct. Yeah. Right. And that, honestly, for me, is not because there was a new infrastructure in place, the road already existed. Mm. What shifted was the mind. Mm. So, can we do more work? In telling people, to, your, to his point, stop depending too much on the government. Mm. Stop depending too much on an uncle that will not come true. Let me give you an ex- a story, a my real story. Um, I, I have a very lovely uncle that loves me so much. And when I was in high school, I was a science student, very good. And he told me, read medicine and I will build you a hospital. And at that time, he called the challenge is, I met someone else who told me, Harry, pursue purpose. Find yourself and read it uh, and study a course that will really uh, support you, that you really believe in. And you know what happened eventually? I decided to follow the other advice and I read a course that I really love. Few years down the line in the university, my uncle had an accident, had some issues and lost his business. And when I left the university, if I'd read medicine, it wouldn't be able to support me. Mm. Now, that is a real story of Africa. People make promises before they get into power. <laughs> yep. But there are a lot of factors that will affect you that you will, they will never be able to fulfill that promise. Mm-hmm. So why will I wait for the governmental promise? What can I start doing now? Mm. Now, if all of a sudden I've started and I'm doing something, I'm making a change, and that infrastructure comes... It will make it very easy. Highly scalable. Highly scalable, exactly. But if I'm waiting for the infrastructure to come, if it doesn't come, then the cycle of poverty, the cycle of bondage continues. So, which is why I think if we take it as a personal journey first, the chances that we will get to real freedom is quicker 
than if we're depending on other people. Yeah. So, mm. so, um, Lisa, you're making a big promise. You are saying you are future proof. Yeah. So it means, you know, you are preventing, <laughs> you know, rather than cure. Yes, absolutely. So, so isn't that a big claim though? It's huge. Uh, in fact, Jim Collins calls it big, hairy, audacious goals. Mm. And that is a big, hairy, audacious goal. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, and I don't apologize for, for setting it. You cannot galvanize a nation around a promise to go down to checkers and buy, um, you know, Chelsea buttons. No. That's not going to galvanize anybody. You have to make wildly audacious promises and then you have to chase them hard. And that's exactly what we plan to do. And we are doing it. Last year we taught 1,400 kids to start businesses. Think about that. If you've got one Adrian Gore in that, or you've got one Whitey Basan in that, or you've got one Vusi Dembakwayo in that, okay? Just one in those 1,400 kids, the impact that it's going to make on our economy. Now, we know that 5% are entrepreneurial. Take the 5% of that. Seven of them, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Seven high-impact entrepreneurs in this country. It's totally doable. Yeah. Mm. So th- it's a massive claim. And you know what? The world needs more people making massive claims and then chasing them down hard. Mm. So, um, Chris, you, you are guys having a press release today. Um, maybe start, why, what is the press release about? And two, um, we're sitting with um, governments, private sector, that are making big claims, as Lisa has said. Um, and some of these claims, they do not live up to others, and they're doing contrary to that. And now, you being the Free Market Foundation, is your door open to ordinary people to come um, help you guys or lead you in the direction of you guys able to provoking um, some of those claims to become a reality. We love provoking. Uh, the more <laughs> the more voices we can get uh, in the artillery barrage, the better. I think. Uh, we know we're always writing. We're trying to get into media. Uh, the more voices we can have, the better. We're always open to hearing from from listeners, from anyone on ideas. Mm-hmm. You know about how to combat X, Y, Z, uh, and take the biggest example nowadays: the expropriation against compensation. The notion, the, the concept of property, if that's no longer, and property is, doesn't just apply to, you know, agricultural land, applies to businesses. This building we're sitting in right now, your car, your house, all this stuff. If that goes away, all these business plans, all this stuff, that's all the purview of the state and we're no longer in control. So the more people we can get in, you know, talking about this stuff, the better our conversations can be. We're not, you know, it's not a case of you have to have read Ayn Rand or Ludwig von Mises or these big free market thinkers to agree with me and be in my camp. The more you can challenge me, the more that's going to sharpen my own arguments and make it better for me when I argue against the law or something like that. So the more voices we have, the more we love it. Yeah. So just a quick one. How many are you guys a membership based organization? How do people participate or who are the beneficiaries of? Yes, we, we've got members, uh, so you can sign up. There are various options for, for membership. And then we've got, uh, weekly media briefings and evening events. Last week we hosted Franz Cronier from, from the Institute of Race Relations. He had an evening event. He talked about the future of South Africa. Mm-hmm. Today we had a media briefing. We're talking about the constitution and amending it. 75% you needed for the expropriation story. So people can get involved in any way. They can either come and talk to us. They can email us. They can be- become donor members. Anything is open. Okay. You, earlier on, you spoke about some of the differences that you're making, whether in Cecil Beck or whatever. Mm. Who are you using for, 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 for those? Because um, for me, I mean, I'm sitting with practitioners that are, are in this business of, of developing people. Mm. Who are you using for them? So for the Kai Lum project, as, as, as our biggest example, anyone can come to us, a bank, a business, and can be a sponsor. 
so for a title deed. So they come to us, they give us that money for the title deed, and we go through the process for them. But then at the title deed ceremony, and we, we host these ceremonies in Nguati, in Paris, uh, very regularly, you see the handovers from the bank, from the, and they get the title deed. They come, we host a ceremony, they hand it over to an 89 year old lady who's been living in her house, and she doesn't have that title deed. And you see the real effect of this on people's lives. So the sponsors can completely decide. They can make an, an anonymous donation or they can be involved in the actual handover. Okay. I'm, I'm going to bring you back. I want us mm. to, to dwell deep on the issue of title deeds. Because um, you know, Bilelani, there's a lot of people that um, you know have been owning or staying in houses with no title oh. deeds. And Free Market uh, Foundation is coming and is giving people title deeds. Where do you get them? But you don't need to answer no, no, that. No. Those are the things that, <laughs> that we're definitely um, sure. going to... to <laughs> Point of order from... No, point of receiving. So, so we'll, we'll definitely want to bring you back and we have more, yes, so. uh, more in, term, in terms of the discussion. Mm. Um, around around um, that issue. So Bulelani, um, in um, in, term, in terms of um, right now, so Lisa obviously is focusing on 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 um, you know uh, future proofing South Africa uh, within the entrepreneurship uh, sorry, space. Sorry, put air quotes down. Put the, don't, no air quotes. Oh, okay. We don't, we don't air quote future. Oh, is it okay? So it means no. She is living up to her claim. <laughs> so so maybe maybe let me, let, me, let me ask you this, um, Lisa. Bulelani deals with, with, mm. with, with entrepreneurs, like real entrepreneurs that are in the township that are having some of the struggles. Mm. Um, in Tembisa, that is. Cosmo and whatsoever, the in Johannesburg, where are you going to Tembisa? And speak to real entrepreneurs, not kids. No, uh, so I'm gonna just, uh, and you're pulling your tongue like that because you know you're poking the bear right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. You're waiting for this. Um, I'm going to create some real entrepreneurs so that, um, they can filter through to, to his work that he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, we deal with kids specifically because we're going to change the way they think to okay. start off with. Mm-hmm. The, the major pillar of success in entrepreneurs is the mindset. Mm-hmm. And if we can get the mindset right, then you can add on the skills of planning, of customer identification, of all of those things. But if we can build a strong internal locus of control, opportunity awareness, tenacity, innovation, a need for achievement, uh, then we're going to make your job that much easier. Mm. Dr. Harry, when I come into Tembisa? When you invite me. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've done a bit of work in, a little bit in Soway to uh, delivering books to uh, deep kloof like deep i can't remember i can't pronounce well mm-hmm. uh, one of the li- some of the libraries there and we do have people coming from uh, Timbisa in particular mm-hmm. coming from Soweto to the program Benoni uh, from Idelberg uh, from yeah, Alex. Benoni's rough. Yeah. So <laughs> rough. <laughs> Watch it. I'm from Benoni. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that people come in, come into our, to our be the best mm. session, to the shift session. Mm. But I'm very open to go in there directly and also, you know, do some, some work there. Okay. Um, quickly, um, when, when is the, the shift, the next, um, shift event? Uh, the next shift event, uh, is on the 22nd of September. Okay. Uh, it's gonna hold at, uh, we're using the, the, one of the halls at a Pearson Institute in Midrand, uh, from 9 a.m. to, to 2 p.m. Um, that's at, uh, Pearson Institute is at uh, 44 Alsatian Road, Glen Austin, uh, at Midrand. Okay. Yeah. So is it free to come in? Is it money? The theme of the program is free and for people to attend is free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Okay. So for people that want more information, when can they get hold of you? Um, I, uh, there's a, there's an email they can they can uh, they can they can they can call a number. Uh, there's a phone number. Can I can I share the yeah. number? Yeah. It's zero seven four zero four three nine one five nine zero seven four zero four three nine one five nine. Okay. Um, what are you hosting? Um, are you hosting anything? This so we're in Orange Farm next month. Uh, we start with uh, one of the schools in Orange Farm next month. So yeah, that's that's where we're at. Our, sc- our programs are based in schools. Um, so if anyone wants to come and check it out, you're more than welcome to. You can come and join with us in the classroom and run around with kids and uh, teach them cash flow using jelly beans. We're quite keen to do that. Hmm. If you're welcome to come and join us in the classroom, and especially if you're an entrepreneur, uh, all our coaches are entrepreneurs themselves. We don't ask anyone to teach anything they haven't done before. So if you're an entrepreneur and you want to come and join us, you're absolutely welcome to. And you can get hold of us on. Start at futureproofsa.com. Go and mention that again. Start mm-hmm. at futureproofsa.com. Otherwise, okay. the web is www.futureproofsa.com. Chris, what are you hosting? <laughs> <laughs> so, we actually had an event on today. The next two weeks, I'm not sure what we have coming up, but we have regular events, evening and uh, midday events for the media. Uh, if you want to find out anything about our events, look at our articles. Uh, you can find videos of all our events and stuff to share all around just go to free market foundation south africa uh follow us on facebook and twitter well we're all around and like i said uh, email us and with your suggestions and ideas and let's see what we can run with mm. okay are you hosting anything uh, yeah well this saturday we're hosting uh i mean one of the micro sessions um so that's going to be happening at Moriding park mm. and we've got some lemmy and an amazing innovator nele and then obviously November, 2,000 entrepreneurs over two days, 16, <laughs> 17. Baby. Excited. Nice. Yeah. So, Woo! guys, quickly, nice. we're closing off the show. We usually close off the show um, in style. A 30-second uh, word, <coughs> word of inspiration to somebody that is listening that's on the verge of giving up. Started with me? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, if you're listening right now, this is Harry speaking. Uh, I need you to know that uh, right inside of you, is the gift you need to be free in life. And all you need to do is to find it. I know it's difficult. I know that it's tough. But if you find that gift, just like I've done, a very little boy in Africa um, brought up by a single mother, but I found mine, and mine has taken me around the world. If you find yours, it can take you around the world. So what you should never do is to give up. Because if you give up, you're just bearing one of the most important things that can happen to the world. And that is you. Okay. Ma'am? Every failure, uh, everything that you think you've made a mistake at, it's just your next step to success. Hmm. Uh, and, that's, and that's it. I mean, okay. that's as <laughs> simple as it gets. Um, I think you know, your, your own happiness is your purpose in life. Uh, build your life as a monument to yourself. Uh, it's in your hands. Own it. And I think live it to you the best of your ability. Okay. Bulelan, I don't want to get things done. It's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> no, man. Um, get things done. <laughs> uh, but I don't know what to say. Get things done, guys. Have a beautiful week and God bless you. This is all that we had for you today. If you've just joined in, you can always catch, go to www.cliffcentral.com to catch the podcast and some exciting guests um, that we had on the discussion. You know, we always hear every Wednesday, same time. Same place and more than anything, thank you ladies, lady and gents, um, for coming through. Looking forward to hosting you again next time in future.
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so, very much. Catch us again next time for another exciting installment of 360 Biz. My name is Forty with my boy Bulelani. Bala, bala, we out. 360 Biz on cliffcentral.com. This is cliffcentral.com.